Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our sexual triumphs, disasters, and desires in an effort to normalize and practice sexual communication so that we can all lead better laid lives. Our guest today is a heterosexual-ish white married dude in his early 40s. He's into so many things. Prostate plays, sounding in urethra play, pee play, power play, exhibitionum, CEI, which I had to Google. It means come eating instructions and so many other things, though he doesn't explore as much as he would like because of the wife and the life that he has and loves. They don't quite line up with it. Welcome, Pete. Hi, Wild. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to have you here. Okay, let's attempt a little rapid-fire-ish. Okay. If you had to rate yourself on a sexual shame with one being shameless and ten being so full of shame right now, where do you think you fall? I think I fall like a four. Five-ish. My shame is proportional to the company that I'm with. So, like, I'm with you right now. I could say I feel like a one or a zero mm. because I feel like you pass no judgment. So, anyone that I love or, or or someone that is a friend of mine, I would get a little higher shame because I don't know if they would accept the things that I enjoy. So my shame goes up. If that makes sense. Yeah. Can you give us a little snapshot of what your sex life is like right now? So, um, I would say, I w- well, I would think it's what you would expect for someone in my position. It's not, not the best. I think so many things in my situation gets in the way of my sex life with my wife. So, you know, there's the kids, the school, working two jobs, full time, she works full time. So it's not high on the priority list, which is sad, but yet I understand why it's at this position. And are you making time for masturbation? 
Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's <laughs> that's the only thing that's keeping me sane, I suppose. You know. Okay. okay. So yeah, for sure. When do you first remember hearing about sex, and how did your little kid brain make sense out of it? That's a tough one, only because I I don't know. Like I think I was like sexually driven, but not understanding what it truly meant. So I don't know. The first time I recall like seeing like naked people or oh that's cool. It was I, I relate everything to grade, what grade I was in. Yeah. I don't really go with ages, but I would say it was second, third grade. Okay. I remember like thinking to myself, wow, that's kind of cool, interesting, intriguing, seeing like a, a Back in my time, it was the magazines with the underwear ads, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) And then messing around with other kids my age, but not really making it like knowing that like it was a sexual thing, more just like exploration. So I I would say I was probably in the second or third grade when I really started like messing around or at least enjoying things or seeing things or or getting intrigued by it. If that answers the question. Yeah. And can you remember when you. St- Man, I think I was like kind of considered maybe a late bloomer, like when I started to masturbate, you know, but I was doing other things probably when I probably knew sixth grade. Okay. Does that sound yeah. sixth grade ish, maybe? That, yeah. yeah, I think that's kind of like for me, it's also amorphous because you're just like, when did I? I don't know, but it's just to try to give frames. So that's, that's, yeah, that's no, guesses I, are great. Yeah. I think it was about the same for me like i knew what it was but then it was like wait it's actually that it really is i didn't misunderstand it (laughs) yeah yes i feel like i was a superly sexually driven kid but i didn't know the mechanics of what sex was until i probably got it in school the education end of it yeah but i was doing things before that ever came so how does your family talk about sex and did you get a sex talk (laughs) growing up no, they don't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they, I had to, I had to work it out all on my own. Okay. It was, you know, I don't regret anything, but it was like yeah, it could have been nice to have someone, yeah, help you, help you along. What do you remember about sex ed in school? Similar to all, like some of the people that you had on the podcast, you got the the mechanics of it, you know, and sitting in class and you'd be giggling and laughing, and you know they they separated the boys and the girls so that we can all talk about our, you know ourselves but uh school it's it just kind of explained how it worked right you know so that's how i kind of remember it did you have any wise friends that taught you things or where did you kind of know okay okay you really did have no, to figure it out on yourself. No. <gasps> yeah it was it was yeah and and because i had such i i think i was probably more adventurous sexually or adventurous or or intrigued i'm to this day i'm still always intrigued like if uh-huh. i see something i'm like i want to try that. yeah you know <laughs> i do i do <laughs> yeah so so i i was always like in, in my group i would consider i was probably the more advanced but still completely lost yeah so and what if anything did you learn about the idea of consent when you were a kid oh i learned none of and that was never yeah, I mean, consent, I guess, when I got older, for sure, but um, it was just kind of like, a, they never talked about it. Yeah. No, never. When did you start touching yourself, and how did you start doing it? 
man, that's it goes back to like if I was like in the second or third grade, I just remember playing with my my penis and boy, that feels good, you know, but not really knowing what to do. So when I was thinking like I was a late bloomer, I don't think I actually masturbated to orgasm. I was probably 15 or 16 years old, but I did, I'd play with myself. I, I, I it was, When it happened, when I actually uh, came for the first time, I didn't know what happened. I was just playing with myself and all of a sudden it just, it, do you remember where you were? Yeah, I was in my bedroom, just laying down, you know, in the bed, trying to go to sleep. And I, I guess I was just, well, hindsight now, I know I was super horny and had a raging heart on. I was just playing with it. And then all of a sudden when I came, I didn't even know what that, like, I was like, what just happened? Did yeah. I pee on myself? Yeah. So I, because I had no really education before that. So as it, when it happened, I was a little bit nervous and scared. And then it kind of clicked after I settled down. I'm like, Oh, that's what my buddy's been talking about. Wow. I was a super naive kid. Same. I mean, how are you supposed to know if nobody tells you? Like, really? How? how? I know. It, it's a shame. And that's why I think what you're doing is great. Thank you. you. Know? And thank so. you for joining me. How does that compare to how you touch yourself now? Tell us the details of your masturbation preferences. So it's evolved, obviously, you know, from the intro with the sounding and stuff like that, it's evolved. And I really, I mean, I don't know if you want the super details of how I masturbate or I just, so I could masturbate to anything, really. I'm a pretty visual person, so I really enjoy visual stimulation. But normally I, I like to just lay down in my bed, usually because I'm trying to hide, you know, mm -hmm. from somebody. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, came from my childhood because I, you know, in the household, family, and, and family members so i'd always be in somewhere quiet hiding it's usually at nighttime when i go to bed when did you first start touching other people what's the first consensual sexual experience that you remember having so going back on the whole consent thing it was just kind of like a mutual understanding mm -hmm. i would say like i remember playing doctor you know with a neighbor girl you know and we didn't really know what we were doing so it was I, I remember we were up in our, my room, my parents were away or whatever, and I think I was in the third grade mm -hmm. or second grade, and it was kind of this, you know, typical, hey, I'll show you mine, you show me yours, and then I remember coming up with the idea, because I think what came from the doctor visits, there was some paper in my room, so I put some paper in between her, and then I ended up laying down on her, oh. you know, naked, yeah, you know, and we were just just kind of checking everybody ourselves out and kind of playing doctor. So it wasn't necessarily sexual as it was two two naked kids, you know, yeah. messing around. So I don't I didn't like start touching, knowingly touching probably till sixth, seventh grade maybe. Mm -hmm. And then that's where I started probably I had a a family member, which sounds super crazy weird, but uh, we would mess around together. Okay. So, yeah. Do you feel comfortable saying what level of relationship that is? Um, probably not. Okay, good. It's, it, it, was close, it was a close relationship. Cool. You know. Briefly, can you just tell us how old you were, like when you did your first oral sex, first penetrative sex, stuff like that? 
for sure. That all that all came out in high school. I was a super nervous, sheltered kid. So I, you know, I had a older sibling that would tell me, you know, don't don't walk down the corridors with your head down because you'd always I'd always just put my head down and go to my class. And so yeah, high school I was kind of late bloomer, but I think I came out around my sophomore year. I really kind of broke out of my shell and started really, you know, finding that, hey, this is fun. Yeah. And um, I, I was, I was fortunate at that time. I was somewhat considered attractive, and a lot of the girls would want to either date me or stuff. And I was kind of a jerk. I took that once I broke out of my shell. I'm like, I want more of this, you know. So I kind of went around and did some stuff that I'm probably not too proud of now, but I was just trying to explore and learn so i definitely probably my sophomore year i really started messing around okay was that like orally and penetration or all of it and were you did you go down on your partners and like tell us that (laughs) so it was always you know your typical high school party settings you know you try to slip away i remember fingering some of the girls and i started out with fingering and kissing and stuff like that i i didn't have sex until late sophomore year for the first time with an older classmate and she had already had sex but to me that was kind of i was brought up you know in a a catholic setting so i was trying to refrain and hold back and stuff like that but you know you're whatever 16 year old boy and you're raging with hormones at some point it's about to break so and then once once i i I had my first sexual experience with her it, it was like game on let's let's do this so but I was always shy too, so it was hard to yeah to to, to land it. So okay, I'm totally getting into details, but like Catholic mm-hmm. first sex, did you use a condom? No, Ooh, no risky. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I um, whew, I my condom use, and I'm not proud of it, but I could probably count. I'm one or one hand or two hands. It's pretty bad. Okay. But I didn't have a lot of partners okay. either. So. Okay. Not that that makes it right. <laughs> well, it's a, but it's part of the, what we talk about because it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, actually, yeah, let's just segue into this question. You didn't have a whole lot of condom usage. So does that mean you also didn't have a lot of health and safety conversations? Did you ever try those? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Never had very health. You know, it was, it was really, I felt like I, I mean, looking back on it now, I feel like I just, tried to figure it all out on my own. Yeah. You know, because my parents never had a talk, never explained anything. You know, so you learn from your buddies. The internet yeah. wasn't existent. So that wasn't around, you know. So you didn't get much of it. Did you talk about sex with your partners at all ahead of time? Like besides condoms and health and safety? For the most part no and i think that's a lot of where i'm at today is that my communication with sex is pretty poor it's kind of like um a lot of times you just kind of in the moment and it just kind of happens you know Mm -hmm. see i never and that's why i kind of like listening to your story see how many people actually do talk about it prior expectations and what they don't want what i'm like man that would be a great life to live i I know right communicate like yeah and that's because I've never had any. It yeah. just it either happened or it didn't, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which kind of stinks. But yeah, that's what it was. Well, it's tough. And I think, I mean, even for me, I have all this practice now. I've been like on a mission to practice talking about it in my personal life. It's still 
tough for me every single time. I still am very stumbly yeah. and awkward. So we just have to keep trying, I guess. I, yeah, there's such so much um, stigma behind it. It's, it seems like society, it's like, man, it'd be really great if we could all just openly talk about it and not pass judgment, you yeah. know? Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think that's such a good point that we need to extend into so many different areas of life right now, too. It's oh, kind yeah. of what I'm noticing, like the more that I'm like, oh, it's not just sex, but it all feels related. It, it is. I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. What, if anything do you need in order to come so it depends so uh, my masturbation game is pretty on point so if i go <laughs> so if i don't masturbate for a couple of days I, it could be a, a breeze and then i can come you know uh-huh. i can come quickly but because i do regularly masturbate it does um take a, some, a lot of visual stimulation or or other type of pretty intense stimulus stimulus so like sensory yeah but most of, yeah sensory yeah okay and hence like the introduction the anal play or the sound in it because okay. it's so stimulating so okay. cool can't yeah. wait to hear the details okay <laughs> are you into sexting i am yes Got very it. much so yeah <laughs> but i don't have a partner that is so okay i'm gonna guess that's so the same limited. for sending and receiving nudes okay yeah. okay i i try so hard so yeah. often and and I, and I respect it. She, she's not in it, so that's fine. Of course, of course. What porn do you like? Boy, man, it's pretty much everything. There, it, it, just whatever mood I'm in. Okay. You know, How whatever, do you pick? whatever mood. Do you scroll through? Do you like save stuff and go back to it? Do you just? No, I, I don't save stuff. It's just really whatever mood, and, I, and it can go, it can be across the board. So it's really, I, I'll pop on to the typical porn hubs like that and then just kind of screw scroll through and see what what pops and then something will pop you know and, and i go in spurts it's weird so i'll have a, a favorite type of porn for you know a week a couple weeks mm-hmm. and then and then it just drops off and then i won't revisit it for months that's great and then so i just kind of go around and just dip my toe in everything <laughs> what about sex toys do you have any i do what do you i have? do so i bought a, uh, it was a little prostate massager and then I quickly found that that was too small. Okay. So then I ended up, I bought a large butt plug, mm-hmm. which I love. Cool. <laughs> I love all the toys. And yeah. then I graduated and I got up to a to a nine inch dildo, uh-huh. which I have. Uh-huh. And then I have, and then I went up to the twelve inch. <gasps> what is that so, like? Uh, it's amazing. That's awesome. It, it's it feels so amazing when it's in. It's it just fills you up. So, yeah, I, I absolutely love them. It's, I just wish I could use them with my partner. Uh, yeah, and where do you, you know? get private yeah. time to use them? Is it typically in the bedroom, or do you go in the bathroom, or what's it like? Most of the time when I get to enjoy those toys is when everybody's gone, okay. and I know they're gone for a good, a good while. You know? yeah. With our life, it's so busy. You know, yeah. so We're always moving around and doing stuff. So, And it, it's funny because I get excited once I know the schedule. Because yes. I know exactly what. Yes, yes. <laughs> Once I know the schedule and I know I'm going to be left home alone, I'm like, oh, oh, it's on. Amazing. Do you ever wear the butt plug secretly? Yeah, I have. It's <laughs> so hot. <laughs> what are some of the That's... things? Just can you just list a couple of things that you've like done with it in? Yeah, so I've gone around and ran errands, you know, and mm-hmm. picked up and delivered things. Went and picked up, you know, kids 
kids from sporting events or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, That's great. and uh, I was nervous, you know, a little bit the first time I did it, but then I actually want to work, work my way up. And I think I'm going to try to do it while I actually go to work. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. Please tell me if you do that. Cause that would be so, yeah. that'd be so cool. I feel like I just, uh, cause I do have a plug that, that is more likely to pop out. Like it's one of the metal ones. It's a little bit heavier. So I have oh, to yeah, make sure yeah. that if I'm like, if I'm in tight fitting jeans or whatever, I could wear it around in the world and be just fine. But if I have leggings on, like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, have you wore yours out? Yes, I, I have that one in particular. It's one of those metal ones with the jewel on it. And, yep. and those, yeah. my butt squeezes those right out. Like it's great if I'm laying down or masturbating or whatever, or uh-huh. sitting at my desk that works. But like, I had to wear it once to a first date with a daddy dom and his baby girl. And she had the same oh. plug, but a different color. And yeah. and our order was to show up in a dress, like a short dress with no panties. And so luckily oh, it was like wow. winter. And so I had a coat, but I like had to like put my arm inside and like hold it in as I was walking oh, to and from yeah. the restaurant. Because it was so like <laughs> wanting to come out, but it was really fun. <laughs> I would say that probably that's the excitement. The, yeah. I, I would think. Yeah. I mean, it's still nerve wracking. It was nerve wracking, but like, it's not the same as if I were at like a wedding with my family. Like that would probably be a hard red for me, but like out in the world with random people and like maybe a butt plug falls out. That to me is very fun. Yeah. It, was a, it was a good experience. That's That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Can you just give us a quick overview of how you discovered your kinks? How I discovered... So I, I guess I blame porn. <laughs> it is <laughs> I, I blame, blame porn and thing worship and yeah. Thank <laughs> porn. Yeah, exactly. And being so naive and, and maybe sheltered too much, I didn't really get to experience much. So then once the porn was available, as I started seeing stuff, you know, it so certain stuff I'm like, oh that's not for me, but that certain stuff, man, I'll pop on it and I'll get an instant card on. I'm like, oh I'm gonna have to try that. And then I start putting in the process of how I will achieve it or how to pull that off. Can you so, give us a couple yeah. of examples of what you were immediately like, oh, I have to try? The sounding. When, cool. when, once I first, I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. Obviously, you know, a lot of people don't. Yeah. The sounding was to see the, the coming instruction that came from porn. And, you know, I seen that one video and I was like, oh, like it was crazy when I seen the, the video of the coming instruction. It's almost like I was instantly a, like a sub, like whatever she, she instructed and I couldn't believe. And then after it all was done, I'm like, I can't believe that just happened. And how did she, this video have that power to control me to willingly do what I just did. And then That's I was instantly so done. cool. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. I, to this day, I still slip back and go, wow, I, I can't believe I clicked a video and the stuff that they had me do was, and I was totally willing and wanting. Wow. It sounds like a lot of your kink explorations are solo. Is there anything you need in place to feel personal safety? Um, just to, just to know that no one's going to walk in on me, mm-hmm. you know, I guess. Aside from that, no, not really. Cool. Are you into group sex? Yeah, very much so. Have you ever had the opportunity? I I, I did, but it got cut short, unfortunately. <gasps> Will you tell us the story? Sure. It, it was while I was dating a girl, and we were out just doing, you know, out 
to the bars and jumping around and we ended up it was me my date and her good friend and then a good buddy of mine and we were just the only two that were dating was just me and my date the other two were solo and we were both all good friends so we weren't really trying to hook the two up Mm -hmm. however if it happened it happened Mm -hmm. nevertheless drinking ended up going to the strip club my date and her friend were getting lap dances from the female strippers and my buddy and i were just sitting back watching going this is great yeah i don't know how it happened and it was late in the night my date and her friend at the strip club with the stripper doing uh lap dances started fingering each other at the strip club i'm like so it just kept getting sexually charged sexually charged and then we ended up getting ready to leave because it was closing down and the stripper says i want to come back with you guys can you guys you know so we exchanged phone numbers but then the bouncer broke it up somehow and i don't so the stripper never ended up coming back home with us, but she wanted to have a threesome with the, the two girls. And I was perfectly happy with watching yeah. the show. So we end up going back to my place and the two girls are teasing me as I'm driving home. They're in the back seat. They're making out with each other. They're pulling their pants off. They're putting their panties in my face and, you know, they're sticking their fingers in my mouth. And oh my they're, they know, they know that we want to do this, right? So when we get back to my place, they go instantly into the bedroom. They drag me in and I kind of sit back and watch a little bit. And then they invite me in onto the bed. And I remember the two girls, so her friend was on top of my girlfriend. They were making out, they're all naked. And then I hop up and I actually started eating the pussy of, her friend and licking her asshole just at that moment my buddy calls says hey man i didn't go home i thought i'd swing by so instantly because he so basically my buddy cock blocked me so once he showed that was horrible so (laughs) you just got a hint okay oh my god i just got a hint i just yeah it was terrible i mean it's fine, you yeah. know, I, but, but I look back, man, it could have been amazing if it started out amazing. So unfortunately, that was my, probably, uh, that would be my one and only group sex, almost. What would a fantasy threesome or group sex experience be like for you? Oh, man. I'd want it all. I'd want, you know, if if I could take my wife to a club. Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous. Mm. She's she's way out of my league. So I know that she'd be desired by it. And I, I think I would enjoy uh, going in there, watching and participating yeah. in whatever. I, I probably would have zero no's, you know, yeah. whatever someone ever wanted to do, you know. Totally. However, however it naturally played out. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of like premeditated. Because it kind of takes away the sexiness of it. So, okay. but yeah, I would love that. I'd love to take my wife into a group sex scene and see what happens. Awesome. Have you ever been to a venue where it is like a sex club or an adult store or whatever back room? I, 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 I no, just okay. just strip clubs. Okay. Yeah. 
So nothing. I, I got married early on too, so my life went to pretty much responsibility pretty fast. What age range ish so, were you when you got married? Early twenties. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fast. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't t- change it for the world. Yeah, no. I I think it's amazing when people find a person and marry them. Like I. <laughs> That sounds very stupid the way I said it, but, but I truly think it's incredible just as a struggling single person, like trying to live my own life and like take care of myself. Like I am so impressed that people get married, stay committed, grow together, do life, like have kids, like it fucking blows my mind. I have so much respect, (laughs) especially when you get married young. Yeah. I I think being married young too helped because there isn't uh, enough worldly experiences to deter you from that lifestyle yeah so it's in my case at least i feel like it's and it's i know it's for the better because who knows where i'd be right now totally i mean if i was allowed to to willingly explore the stuff that i wanted to explore you could be an increasingly publicly nude person that's like oh man i'm living a weird fucking life What makes you feel desired and or appreciated sexually? Oh, uh, geez. Desire. I get there's times where where my wife will really um, almost go animalistic, you know, when we're having sex, you know, but uh, we're not very vocal at all. Super quiet. But I could just tell when she's riding, me, you know, mm. she'll dig her nails into my chest, you know, and it's rare, but then that really makes me know that, okay, she's really enjoying what's going on. Yeah. So I guess that, that would be one of the things is just how I feel like I'm pretty in tune to another's body and reaction. And if they're into it, you know, unfortunately in my situation, a lot of times, uh, sex gets treated like a to-do list, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it kind of takes away from it. So when it's naturally and organic and it's just pure lust, we that makes me feel really desired awesome what are some of your favorite things about sex biggest turn-ons the stuff that gets you the most excited now we get to the details i love confidence if there's a confident you know and it's weird for me to say like confident woman because i'm committed to one Mm -hmm. but if i see another you know, if I interact with another woman on the street or something and they're just, I don't know, they just put this energy of sexual confidence. To me, it's such a turn on, you know, I, I think in my daily life, I, I don't want to sound terrible, but I it, kind of the alpha male I am. Mm-hmm. So in my daily, I'm, I'm kind of alpha male, but I am very much attracted to an alpha female. Mm. so and i don't know why that is yeah but that's a huge turnout yeah so confidence if you if, some, if someone's confident just is a huge turn on and then butts i absolutely love butts you know really I, i'm an i'm an ass man, man. Okay. I, if i see a nice ass <laughs> game over i love that <laughs> lovers this episode is sponsored by blue chew We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra. 
but insulable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Speaking of butts, can you tell us a little bit more about how you started to discover them, including your own? Man, um, it was, I was young. I don't know. I just loved, so I'm going to go again with a, a, a grade that I would probably think I started playing with my fifth or sixth grade, I think. Along with playing with my penis, I, I remember playing with my balls and then, you know, you get super horny and then I started playing, touching down and around there. Mm-hmm. And then I imagine... I don't remember exactly the first time, but started inserting probably a finger in the shower, you know, and playing with that. And boy, that kind of feels good. And then graduated to other objects that I could find around the house. And so, and it, I love eating pussy and I love rimming. Mm. So I can, I can eat, I would eat ass all night if I could. Yeah. So, I, and I don't know what it is. It's just whatever triggers me. I get it. I, for <laughs> me, it feels like both of them feel like a deep, it's like connection it's like desire Uh it's like service but there's also like kind of power and it's like the mutual permission i don't know it's just so mutually supportive or something i just think agree yeah i know exactly how yeah that's really well worded does your does your wife enjoy these things Mm, not necessarily she'll take one for the team you know but that's you know and, and depending on horny we are she'll take one for the team but most of the time she doesn't enjoy it and to me that's a turn off yeah if you're not enjoying it yeah that's no fun but we've had in the past where she act i'm pretty certain that she had an anal orgasm when i had my pocket i you remember can feel it it's like feels. Yeah. yeah yes so i swear so th- but those are one or two times in our whole relationship yeah. so all the moons and stars had to be in line for that to happen Mm -hmm. and i don't know how to recreate that every Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. so nine times out of ten it's no fun for her totally i don't ever want to do that well i just know that for myself asgasms are elusive for the most part unless i've been edged a lot so i basically just have to be super horny and it's like when usually it's my master like it's when he's like fucking me in the pussy but like not letting me come and like warming me up for a long time. And oh. that's, and that's usually what'll kind of get me over the edge. Cause I'm just so <laughs> desperate at that point. 
<laughs> and it's a mental thing. But do you, it's a mental thing. But do you enjoy the asgasm? I do. Yes. Or okay. And, yeah, I, and I now really okay. enjoy anal sex. But it took me a while to get there. Like it started out like I was definitely the person that was always like curious like i tried anal mm -hmm. sex on my first night like i was like i want to try everything and yeah, that's yeah. you know to this day with my master when i see him i still like filling all my holes like i just love kind of like mm -hmm. like i yeah. am a bit of a completionist and it's not like everything has to be equal like we might only dip into one like <laughs> depending mm -hmm. on the day but i love it and and it's still uncomfortable for me a lot, especially the initial insertion. And I know the first 20 seconds, if I'm not relaxed in my brain, are going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. I totally relate to that. It's, you have to be completely relaxed for sure. Yeah. And like you said, yeah. the suns and moons and stars kind of have to align. For yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. feel like that's true some days. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned that partners not being into something is a turnoff. What other turnoffs do you have? Not a whole lot. I don't ever want to be treated like something like a job. Mm. So that's mm. a, a turn off. I, I really enjoy giving pleasure. So and if someone's not enjoying what I'm doing, it'll turn me off. You know, maybe because I, I feel like I don't know why, but it's like, oh, this is no good. Oh, I, I, can really... I don't have any more tricks. I don't have any tricks down. in my sleeve. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I can. And then for me, it's like a so, downward spiral. Like if you don't like this thing, then I become yeah. increasingly nervous that you won't like stuff. And that's why I fucking love having someone tell yes. me what to do because then I'm like, oh, I'm doing it perfectly. Or he would tell me different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's how. So I completely relate with that. It's, you know, I found that things that I thought I was doing great mm -hmm. and, and her, her reactions that I interpreted as pleasure mm -hmm. was actually pain. <gasps> but she never said stop no don't okay to where that would totally misread that and then after it's all said and done she's like oh that wasn't good at all and what i was thinking i was you know superman oh, was man. the complete opposite and to me that's like that sucks why don't you say something you know totally. but then and then i don't like being you know don't do that for me don't put yourself in pain for me and so that's a huge turnoff mm. Yeah. Communication's horrible. The communication's horrible. I can relate to that so strongly. It's like that's I used to be the person in my young 20s when I was with someone I couldn't I didn't know what to ask for. I didn't know how to ask for yeah. something different. I didn't have any words at all. Even today, mm -hmm. my body is so changeable. You know, I hear partners say I I need someone who knows what they like. I know many things I like, and I've also learned that my body changes a lot depending on how much sleep I've had, my stress levels, my mood, my what I've eaten, my thoughts. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. it's tough because I'm like, okay, I just have to keep practicing. And for me, speaking up in the bedroom is something I'm getting better at, like just recognizing my own feelings in the, in real time because I can relate. I can relate to you so hard. Yeah. Uh, okay, so to go back to details of giving pleasure. Imagine a partner is into what you're doing. Like you have one of those connections where like everything is green lights. How do you love to enjoy another person's body? Oh man. I, I think I mentioned it previous. I, I love eating pussy. I absolutely love it. I could be down there for hours. What are the details you know? of what um, you like to do? Oh man. I love, you know, so I'll start, you know, slowly on the outside and I'll start running my tongue over the clit and start making some circles. You know, and then I'll take my other hand and start rubbing 
the outside of her pussy just to kind of get it wet, you know, and I'll start slowly. And I just kind of go real slow, get one finger in. So I like to enjoy um, trying to hit that G spot as I'm licking and eating on her clit. And then I love sticking my tongue in as far as I can and burying my face. The wetter, the better. Oh, you know? yes. Um, yes. I get it. I, I, I love getting it in my facial hair and, and yes. having it just sit there, you know, so then when I transition up, I can smell, smell her on her. So, and then if she's receptive enough, I'll, I'll like to start playing with her ass a little bit and then I'll get down there, but that takes some warming up to mm-hmm. do. And I get that. So. Totally. But I could be down there forever. Oh, amazing. How do you like somebody else to enjoy your body? I'm good with whatever they want. Okay. To do, Assume you know? you're you've happened upon like an alien robot human that's somehow your wife in this fantasy enough scenario. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they're super into giving you pleasure and it's exactly what you want for this moment. For this, you know, I know that you there's lots of things you're oh, into, that- but but yeah. let's like in the, in the best case scenario, if someone's enjoying you and you're enjoying it, what's that look like? I would love to be pegged. Oh yeah. I would love to just, so I, I, I guess I have, I don't know. You would know better, but maybe I'm a considered a switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to be just completely used in any possible way, you know, just sit there and take everything. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, yeah. whatever you want to do, have at it. And that would be, that would be a great scenario. Awesome. Yeah, I would, I would enjoy that. I'd love to get tied. Would you enjoy another person? I don't even know how to word this perform. Is, is, does another person perform sounding on you? Would you enjoy yeah. another person yeah. performing sounding on you? Yeah, that's a, I would definitely would want that. I've actually done that. So, I, I've been st- stretching my urethra for years now with certain objects. So uh, I can take probably a pinky finger Whoa. inside. Wait, how did you yeah. start stretching so, it and what objects? I bought a set. There's an actual sounding kit and they, they, they raise in, in increments and, and you just insert it. And then you, that's the one thing I enjoy with the sounding is, uh, the stretch, yeah. you know, I can only imagine it's probably, and I could be way wrong on this, but it's the same that a, a, you would feel in your pussy with a big mm. dick, you know, that, that there's a bit of a stretch there, yeah. but it's not, it's a little bit of pain, but it's not pain. Yeah. It, it's not terrible. It's not, it's almost, I'll get endorphin hits is what I get. Yes. So, uh, so that's what, so I could take it. I would love, and, and like I said, we've tried it and, uh, she, she doesn't in, like to enjoy that at all, okay. you know, so. Okay, but she uh, knows you're into that. it. I tried a couple times to have her, and she, she's done it, but I could tell that she's very much not comfortable with it. Okay. But I would love to have somebody finger my urethra. That's so cool. Uh, uh, do, <laughs> do you get hard when it's in? Oh, yeah. There's times I can get so rock hard. You know, it helps to be a little bit limp but uh you can get so hard um can you put it in I, while you're hard yeah yeah you, it, it, i i'll end i don't know what the proper term would be but i could i could fuck my urethra in and out like oh, that was my next like question a, that's so cool yeah, yeah it's, it feels amazing and then 
to feel the sh- whatever the the object that you're using. Yeah. Um, you can feel it on the outside of your cock, and it's hard, and you can feel it going in and out. Oh my Because God. it's right there on the. Yeah. Can you still pre-cum or come when something's in there? Like, do does it leak out? Yeah. So the pre-cum actually helps as a lubricant. It's oh, great. Yeah. So I'll I'll edge myself and I'll start you know really working it up, and then I try to pull the pre-cum all the way up. And then I use that to, to lubricate the sound. And then the hornier I get and the more pre-cum I get, the looser it gets. And then I can literally just stand there and just fuck my urethra. It's, it's, it's such an amazing so feeling. Cool. And depending on the size of it, yeah, you can come with it in there. And it's a, it's crazy how it feels. Crazy. And you said you've been doing this for a few years? It's got to, when I, man, it's been long. So time flies. Yeah. It's, oh, geez, it's going on probably 10 years now. That's so cool. And, okay, if you can get a pinky finger in there, possibly, maybe, does it look any different? Is it like when earlobes get stretched? The urethra? Yeah, does does your urethra look different? Yeah, yeah, so it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's definitely like an earlobe stretch. So on the head of my cock, the the actual hole, the pee hole, you can see where I started and you can see the pro- progress. It's, it's pretty so cool. cool for me. It's, it's kind of a turn on cause I'll look down there and I'm like, wow. So I'm better than double the opening size. Oh my gosh. Cause you, you can see where, where it was and then you can see where the stretch has been. So I, it's, it's a huge turn on. You also mentioned in the beginning that you're into exhibitionism. How does that come up for you? Because that started, man, when I was back as a kid. So I, I grew up in like a rural area, I suppose. So I had hundreds of acres to, to play as a kid. And back in the day, it was get outside and go play and don't come back till dinner. Mm-hmm. So left to my own devices, I would, I'd go out. And I, I think about it now, how strange it must look if someone did find me. But I'd go back in the woods. I'd strip down naked completely. And then it started, uh, and then I'd just go for an hour or two, just walking around in the woods naked. Oh, my God, that's you know, amazing. Had, and it just felt so good, the sun on my body. Um, I, I enjoyed, or, and then there would be a prick, you know, in the summertime, hot summertime. I'd go lay naked in the creek, you know, masturbate, stuff like that. And I, I kind of chuckle now. I'm like, what if someone see me back there? Which would be a thought, you know? what, uh, they may have. What grade were you in when you started doing this? That was probably, again, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, somewhere That's in awesome. there. Awesome. I, I just love being out naked. And even to this day, I, I'd rather be naked. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Same. you know, no one wants to see me naked. But yeah. Not true. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> we just have to find and make the right spots. But but I feel you that that uh, cultural taboo on nudity is strong, and also yeah, it it's is. cold Crazy. sometimes. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor, and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I am very excited, and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. 
As life's routine settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Fleur app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Have you ever been an exhibitionist for other people, like when you knew they were watching or done any kind of cam sites or anything like that? Yeah, yes, for sure. You know, I was a little nervous that that topic would come up because of being married. So, but yeah, I've been on campsites and I've been on a, and that's where kind of the dom sub thing comes in mm. is uh, I found a, a campsite or a chat site or whatever it is that allows me to control, you know, the other person with, you know, and that's kind of what they want. You know, they're oh, be a dom where sub. you get to be more dommy. Yeah. For sure. Fun. Tell but us about it. Yeah, tell us. Tell us. I, I just stumbled across, you know, a site that allowed you to kind of like how we are now, you know, but it's not a, a video. You, it's mostly chat. Mm -hmm. And then you could, if you wish to cam, uh, most people don't, which I get, yeah. but I enjoy the control, the power of it, the yeah. control. And w because you're not in person, you have to do it over the phone. I've created this kind of like you have a list of questions. I have a kind of a list of how I want to take my sub down and mine's both mostly based on like task and reward. So do this task, send me a picture and then you may or may not be rewarded by me, you know, and um, I get subs that really it's, it's pretty hot. It's pretty intense. I've, I've been able to coach subs for the first time to urethra sound themselves. Whoa, that's so cool. It's super intense and it's super um, intimate, you know, and yeah. I, I try to be really careful explaining you don't have to, but if you're interested, I could coach you into this and I'll slowly walk them through the steps. And I, what I'm trying to do is give that a gift of that endorphin hit, yeah, I, that's amazing. you know, and, and see, and it's so far it's gone real well. Oh my God. But yeah. And then, then I get to show myself if they want, you know, I'll ask, yeah. do, you want, do you want to see? And they're like, yes, please. You know? Yeah. It was, um, that's the same site that I was able to have a sub. I, I told them, I just want to watch you take your shower. Mm. I want you to set your phone up. And she set her phone up and she did her whole shower routine, shaving her pussy and everything in front, intentionally in front. You know, Whoa. it was, it, so it was hot. pretty hot. Yeah. So she was a she for people who are sounding. Are they dudes or ladies or mixture? So I've coached both. Mm. I've, I've been able to coach both dudes and, and ladies, but most, so I, I mostly enjoy females. Mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, the other, there, there's two sites that I hit. The one site, you're, you're on this video chat like we are, and then uh, I'll just have my cam set up to where I'm sounding. Mm-hmm. And then I've had dudes be like, dude, that's amazing. That's super hot. How do you do that? Can you teach me? And then I would be able to teach them how to do it, you know, safely. Okay. I don't ever want anyone to ever yes. be hurt or get, yeah. so. Yeah. It's like yeah. a mentorship gift. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and most, I don't think I've had anyone at least tell me that they didn't enjoy it. Most everyone. So I, I get this in my head. I'm like, I was able to give them that. And I wonder if they're sounding right now today, so you know, the next cool. day. You know, I wonder. If, yeah. Do they call you anything? Do you ask them to call you a title? When I start out, I, I try to vet and make sure they are who they are. And it's all legit and they're all, hmm. you know, I, I want to be sure that because it's all about trust, for, at least for me. And that's, yes. there's a huge disconnect there when you do it over those those sites, you know, so it's like, so I'll, I'll spend, you know, say an hour just trying to build up trust with this person first, you know, uh-huh. to know that, look, I'm not this creepy guy trying to, you know, put your pictures on the internet or something, whatever. Oh, There's a right. lot of creeps out there. Yeah. Good point. So as you, as, as you know, so <laughs> I do try to, I do try to build the trust up. Once the trust is built, then I, I'll flip into Dom mm. and I'll be like, and then I get real more stern, mm-hmm. you know, with them. And so then I'll have them, you know, I'll give them a choice. You can call me sir, daddy, master, you pick, you know, and then oh, whatever they pick. Great. Then that's perfect. And then you give them the choice and then they get to yeah. choose what they, and it's like a, yes, we're doing this. I love that you yeah. build up the trust like that. That's great. It, it makes this, the, 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 the session that much yeah. better. You know, Is you that know. something you learned to do or did it just come intuitively to you? It came intuitively to me after striking out a little bit and realizing, you know, I, my understanding, or at least what I've learned is on those sites, a lot of, you know, you get a lot of guys, show me your pussy, yeah. show me your boobs, yeah. you know, and, and I'm not interested in that. And truthfully, I could probably um, never even see any of that. Mm-hmm. It's the control that I get off on yeah. that. And it's, wow, that just hit me. Remember me talking about that sounding yeah. the first time I sounded and a girl had that control over me. That's the same Oh, that's crazy. That's exactly what I get off has been the idea that my words and instructions can get you to do something that you would normally not do in your will though. It's you're, they're still willing. I'm not. No, that's, that's how I feel, especially about piss play. Like I want to play, but I don't mm-hmm. want to initiate it. I just want to be yeah. told to do it and not say no. Like that's. And, and that's, yeah. And that's what I found. I found that, some subs that I would have would, you know, I try to give some options, you know, yeah. and I try to kind of feel where their comfort zone is. So I ask a bunch of questions That's like, great. what do you do? You, do you like anal? Do you like that? What do you, and, I, and it kind of puts me in a gauge of what level they're at. And that'll allow me to know where I start in on, that, you know, and I can get more aggressive or less aggressive, but some of those de- subs definitely go whatever you want, sir, or whatever. Yeah. So, and they want to be pushed, just like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Finding those limits. It's so, I, it's so good though. I mean, I, I'm so glad to hear that you do make that effort to create the trust because I think the more I've been talking to people and the more I'm learning about myself and the more I reach out for new partners or, or kind of, I guess, go through the process of searching for new partners, 
the more I discover that a lot of people don't know their own boundaries. And so for me, it's now a flag when someone's like anything, everything. And that that always signals to me that I have to be a little bit more careful, you know, not that that's yeah. a blanket, everything, but that that's like, OK, that's Correct. where they are, that they're telling me that. And so if you yeah. have that conversation built in, also just the patience, I admire that so much because I can be so fast. I forget to create human trust because I'm like, untrustworthy. What's your problem? You know, like yeah, yeah, to a yeah. stranger on a dating site. So I'm learning so much just hearing you talk. I want yeah. to ask you now about come eating instructions. Is yeah. it related to jerk off instructions? Like, do they tend to go hand in hand? Yeah, I think they would. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm obviously no authority on it and I've never made my Just own video. Your experience. But, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it seems weird because, well, again, time's flying. Yeah. When it, when the first video that got me to do it, there wasn't a lot of it out there. Mm -hmm. And then it seemed like that genre exploded over the last, and now everybody's doing it. And my only thought is, well, this must be a thing if there's that big of a demand yeah. for people to do it. You know, yeah. I know the power that that video had over me and that just blew my mind away. So, yeah, I would say that it's probably close relative of the jerk off instruction. It starts out as edging and dripping. Do you have any specifics of the process? Like, I know it's the control. It's a thing. But can you just give us a couple of like examples that stand out in your mind that might come to you that make you feel turned on with the with the coming instruction? Yeah. The, the biggest turn on is the fact that at the end of this session, you're going to have your own cum in your mouth. Yeah. And you signed, you willingly signed up for it. For at least for me, that's, that's the turn on is like, I'm so horny. I'm going to eat my own cum, you know? And, yes. but even, even at this point, here's a, something about that. I need to be pushed kind of like you want to be pushed with the, uh, water sports or people yeah. right you need to i needed i need that encouragement that pushing you know and that i think that's the switch sub side of me yeah that they can control me and because a lot of times i've tried to come in my hand and then eat it uh -huh. and i can't mm. because the orgasm has since left yeah that all that horniness has since left so i have done it after the fact but it kind of loses its power yeah. Effect, yeah. So. that's so cool that's so fucking cool what about water sports how did you discover them what do you like how does it make you feel uh, again the, um the water sports started all back it, it must have been as i was going through pu puberty and just getting hammered with hormones i'm assuming mm -hmm. that i, I there, there, there was very little off limits so my earliest memory of water sports would be just pissing on myself in the shower, uh -huh. you know, and feeling how warm it was. And then uh, I remember graduating then into peeing in my own mouth, tasting it, swallowing it, how, you know, and stuff did like you that. Did so. you learn how to do that? Did you find the angle? Like, are you on your back aiming? Like, how do you, how did that yeah. come about? <laughs> so I uh, only will engage that in uh, the shower so what i do is i'm a taller taller guy so if i'm really super horny and i have a and it's funny because you can i can still piss with a a, a boner if i have a hard on mm -hmm. and what i do is i'll 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 squeeze my cock real hard 
and hold back the pee and then let it build up. So it's almost like a, a pressure. Yeah. And then I, I can actually, once I release, it's strong enough to shoot the stream right into my mouth. Whoa. That way I, I'm not super flexible. That way I don't have to get on flip upside down and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I'd rather just, so, or, or I'll, uh, I will lay backwards and try to get the, the pee to go in my mouth or on my face or wherever. Just that salty, you know, warmness. It's, I don't know. And it, it happens when I'm just super horny and I get super horny all the time. That's awesome. Do you prep for it at all? Like, do you drink a lot of water or pineapple juice or whatever? Or do you just do it when you're in the mood? Just in the mood. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it just, it's it just how, <laughs> however, you know, I'm sitting there if I'm real horny and it's like, man, I got to pee. I'm like, oh, this is going in my face. Yeah. What moments from experiences you've had with partners come to mind or feel important for us to know to understand your sexual self? I, I think the, the partners that I've had, every, it's been very kind of vanilla. Mm -hmm. So it's always just been a, a natural, organic, kind of just vanilla missionary, nothing yeah. super crazy. And I think that's why I, in the, you know, in the, built up to all these kinks and exploration, you know, because I never had a partner to engage in that type of stuff. And truthfully, I didn't even know back then that any of that was a thing or if I'd even be interested in it. So once I stumbled across it, I was already uh, my marriage. So mm. what, what was it like emotionally to discover that you like this stuff and then to have a partner who you're very committed to and it sounds like you love very much? Like, can you just walk us through? It sounds like you've made your peace with it, but I'd love to hear you speak yeah. to it a little bit. Emotionally, when I discover that stuff, I guess if I had to analyze it, it would almost be fear. Mm. I'm like, oh man, I can't believe I enjoy this and I can't dare bring this out in fear of losing my family, you know? Right. So I don't want to, I don't know if it's right or it might be even wrong to, to compare myself, but I kind of feel, at least in my, my take on it is I feel like almost like with uh, homosexuals that have been in the closet and they can't come out Yes, uh, is how I kind of think that like, I can't really come out with all these kinks because of the lives that it, could potentially ruin. Yeah. So I, I feel closeted, I guess. Yeah. That's how do that's you tolerate that or deal with it? Or you seem peaceful about it. And so I guess I'm just curious about what that's like for you. I masturbate a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <I take care> <laughs> <of> <laughs> you know, if I can if I can jerk off and and, and get rid of, you know, drain the pipes or whatever yeah. and, and get that out, then I can go on with my merry way. <laughs> Do, so, do you talk about sex with your dude friends? No, so I'm pretty, uh, pretty quiet, yeah. you know, um, yeah. there, there are, I have my dude friends, they're very open, they talk about stuff and they tell me stuff and I kind of I, I get taken back. I'm like, man, that's, that's your wife. You really want me to know that about your wife? And I do it out of respect for my wife. I don't ever, you know, mm -hmm. would, would never want her to know I'm giving details mm. because I don't think she, I know she would never want that out. Right. Right. And would that so, be different if she were someone like me that was like, Oh, what details totally. did you tell them? Okay, cool. cool. Yes. Yeah. I, and I, I would have, I would love for her, for, you know, yeah. I, I, 
I wanted to show her your your podcast mm-hmm. and have her listen, but I, I just know that it would probably not end well. Are there any other like sexual disasters or like awesome moments or unexpected things or moments you got caught or didn't get caught? I guess we got the creek or crick. What's a crick? Is a crick a creek? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think so. I, I think it's, yeah. 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 Um, any, um, any other highlights like that we need to know about? I, I did get caught by the cops having sex with my girlfriend in the car. You know, that was really? kind of. Again, we're in high school, you know, full of hormones. And, you know, there's nowhere to go when you're 16 or 17. I don't know how old I was. Driving around, and I'm like, I want to fuck. We want to fuck. We're horny. She's she's blowing me, you know, and it's, I'm just driving around. Like, where in the world can I go, right? So we ended up finding this development that was under construction. We parked back in there, you know, and clearly there's no reason for any car to be parked back there. And, <laughs> I remember. Well, there's one good reason. <laughs> no other. Yeah, very good reason. <laughs> yep. And that was, uh, so I had her in the back and I mean, we were, windows were all steamed up and we we're in mid and all of a sudden the back of the, 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 the windshield or whatever lights up. I'm like, oh, someone's here. So I hop off her, right? And I'm trying to get, and then you get that knock on the window. Oh my gosh. You know? And I, and I roll down the window. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? You know, yeah. you're like, can you step out of the vehicle? I'm like, oh, I really can't. They're like, we'll give you a minute to get dressed. Oh my God. And um, so I get dressed, they walk me in the back, and then they allowed my girlfriend to get dressed, and she ends up getting dressed. They separated us both, and basically they were doing their job. They were like, are you here on your free will? They asked my girlfriend, oh, or okay. if I was Got raping her or anything. So I'm super grateful and thankful because. Like I, I hold nothing against yeah. So they were checking to make sure she was safe and that it was mutual, which okay. it was. Okay. And they just said, Don't come don't come back here no more. You know, go, go on, you know. I'm pretty sure I seen that they were two younger police officers. I'm sure they were <laughs> laughing after we left. Oh my so god. So that was pretty wild. Okay. That's <laughs> better than it could have been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't call your sure. parents or anything like that. What would your no, parents no. have how would your parents have reacted if they had found out you were sexually active as a teen. You know, I, 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 hit, I don't know. That's okay. a tough one. It was just never talked about. But I, I would think they would have taken it fine. My mom, she found my, my, uh, I called it my jack off sock. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'd come in my sock and I, I hit it. And she found that and she kind of just said, "Hey, I found that. Oh, I gotta find a better hiding spot." <laughs> So that was the only encounter like that I remember recalling with your parents wow. about sex. Okay. Oh, aside from the fact that one of my girlfriend's feet print were all over my truck windows and you couldn't tell or didn't know until the sun hit it just right. Yep. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I had my truck parked in the drive and my mom was out and she kind of was talking to me and she looked over. She goes, well, whose are those? And, you know, and oh. I turned red flash. Oh, my God. So she called me out on that. So I'm pretty sure they knew. That is kind of amazing. <laughs> what else do we need to know about your sex life before I ask you the wrap-up questions? I don't know that we actually talked about, you just asked how the 12-inch feels inside. Yeah, but, tell uh, us more about the prostate stuff. So I've actually been able to, it, uh, 
So I don't know it may be frowned upon or not. I've recently discovered pot and, and smoking it and it's um so I don't know if your listeners are cool with it or not. I'm in California. We love it here. <laughs> it's legal. <laughs> okay, there you go. So it's that for me has been my new it's amazing. Mm, yeah. In my yeah. I, I, I'd like to smoke a little bit and then ride those dildos. Fuck yeah. And I could ride those dildos for hours. And I've been able to give myself prostate orgasms hands free. And what's amazing about it is after you came once, I think the best I did was like 14 or 15 orgasms what? by riding. Yeah. Do, it was, are you it was ejaculating for all of them or just coming? There is a, I guess ejaculation comes out at, at some point, but not on all of those orgasms, but on some of them. Yeah. But I, I was also high and it was in at in the dark yeah and i i would just ride it oh and then it, my normally when i come i'm done yeah for whatever reason and, and that's why i believe it was the prostate orgasm was i would come i'd have an orgasm and then five minutes later i'd have just the animalistic urge and i would just jump back on it oh ride it again and then have another orgasm. Is it like a suction cup off. one or like where is it? Yeah. So it's a suction cup. Not, it was a suction cup nine inch. Uh-huh. Well, that's the second time. So that's the second time I did it. Um, the, fir- <laughs> the first time I wanted so badly to fuck my own ass. Yeah. But I didn't have toys or access to get the toys. So I went to the supermarket and I grabbed, I went down and grabbed cucumbers that I thought were the right size uh-huh. and the first time that i had my prostate orgasm like i said i smoked mm-hmm. it felt euphoric and then i just fucked my ass i can't even that probably was eight times Wow. i came and i was just in a whole nother whole nother realm and, and the second i was done orgasm i'd come off of it that high and i'd go right back at it again and just keep it was a it was amazing. That's so fucking it's, cool. It's an, it's, it's an amazing feeling to be able to come with no hands, you know, and, yeah. and, and bury and take the whole, whole nine inches. And then once I would take that whole nine inches, I would try to get, uh, I'd be so still horny. Like normally after I come, you're not horny. So I'd try to get the, the balls because it's a suction cup of balls oh. and that the balls would stretch me the balls would give you that um, endorphin hit with your ass stretching. So I would do that, you know, and I would just keep grinding and try to get the balls inside. Oh my God. Cause the, it's quick. And that's then so that's when I graduated into the 12 inch and it, that's amazing feeling too. I'm, I'm currently trying to work around. I forget what it's called, but there's a curve Okay. to get around, to go deep, to get deeper. Into I was going to say that's a lot here. of inches. It's 12 inches. And it's close to three inches diameter. Wow! And I, 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 I can take almost the whole thing. It's, that's it's, amazing. That, that's why I'd love to be pegged. Oh, that'd be so cool! I forgot to ask the, the sensitivity details about your balls. What are they like? They're, they're not very sensitive. Okay. No, I actually, um, I, I, I can, I, I enjoy pain. I, I think that 
might be evident at this point. I enjoy a little bit of pain. Yeah. I love my, uh, uh, we got nipple clamps. I love my nipples being pulled as hard as possible. I can come super hard mm. if you're just pulling on my nipples and giving me that. Like, awesome. I, 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 when they dig your, dig your nail, uh-huh. like into those, into my nipples. So, so would you like be yeah. into getting your nipples pulled while someone's pegging you from <laughs> Yeah, like like, like sure. tugging on a little nipple clamp chain or something. That'd be cool. Oh yeah, for sure. I would take that chain and tie it to my cock somehow. Yes. Oh, they have that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Cock ring for. Oh. Or, yeah. Or my balls. You could smack my balls. Yeah. I, I I would love to be used. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. That's why when I hear your sub stories, I'm like, oh, that sounds so awesome. That's I would love so to try that. Awesome. I want it more often. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What other hopes and dreams do you have for your sex life going forward? My biggest, I think, hope would be that uh, my communication with my spouse can open up more doors Mm. so that I don't have to live maybe this lie, I guess, if if it's considered. Because the joy and euphoria that I experience, I want to share with her. But I don't know how to break those barriers down because every time I've tried, the door's been kind of slammed closed. So yeah. there's only so many times that can be closed on me. Like, all right, I'll just leave you be. But right. moving forward, I would love for her to to want to explore more. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? <laughs> so I think there's a central theme, at least for me. Uh-huh. I would probably tell myself to communicate, you know, starting as early as, you know, probably 14, you know, when I, or, or even sooner to properly communicate mm-hmm. your expectations and your wants and your don't wants to be comfortable when it does come to the point for keeps for marriage, yeah. you can communicate, you know, and make that sex life explosive, free, open, safe place. Yeah. So I would say communication. I would tell them, Hey, the sex is going to come. The girls are going to come. You're going to be able to do all this stuff. Just learn how to communicate it so that it's all, you're not guessing. You know, you have to yeah. guess. Fuck yeah. Would you like to ask me a sex question? Yeah. So I knew this, th- this question was, was coming and, and I had, I'm like, you can ask this and ask that. Do you ever see yourself wanting to settle down and have kids and possibly be married? And if so, how do you think that would affect your sex life? Well, it's a hard question because yes, I, I grew up, really traditionally and sort of always thought I would have a husband and kids. And Mm -hmm. as I survey my life now, I don't think I will ever enter a monogamous partnership again, but I really, really do have a strong desire to find what I think of as a rock partner, you know, like a, like a, like someone to build a life, a life building partner. Some people call it nesting partner, but I'm not, I also don't need that person to be like in my space. Well, if we had kids, I think we'd have to live together. But 
I also really have no idea what it would be like to have kids if I continued doing this work. Like, I can't imagine growing up with a mom that's just like right. naked all over the internet and is like, oh, sweetie, paint a circle. You know, like, like yeah. there's some part <laughs> of me that's just like, oh, I don't know. You know, and it's really hard for me to, I definitely still have the desire. And I think if I met the right partnership, it would work itself out. I know for a fact, though, that I do prioritize sex and connection and my ability to work in the world and to do this work that I really care about and create stuff. I prioritize that over relationship. And I think that's the main reason I'm still single, because I've continued to make that choice. And because I've been given the advice by a lot of people that, you know, like looking for life partnership, you can't start with sex. And I can't imagine being as generous as you are, because to me, it's an incredibly generous thing to be committed to a person that like, I'm like, no, you have to touch me. Like I have a little bit of a spoiled, you know, and, I, and I'm very giving and very serving, but I, I would have a really hard time. Um, not freaking out if I were closely connected to someone that didn't want to touch me as much as I want to be touched. So I think yeah. I would like the idea, unless, unless I was allowed to like fuck other people or get, you know, like, like that's that I could totally yeah. work with. So I'm very yeah. open to yeah. that. I hope that my sex life continues, but also it's like not like I'm having a wild, crazy sex life right now. Like I'm getting sessions maybe once or twice a month, if that in my perfect world. Yeah, I do have some amount of loose settling down like consistency i think the for me yeah. the biggest draw toward marriage would be having that companionship with someone that trust i think that that for me is what takes sexual experiences to the next level like the idea that yeah. someone wants you and yeah and i think well to be really honest and vulnerable i actually think that part of my thing is that I don't believe at the end of the day that someone would want me in their life in a partnership way because I'm to most people I am a fascinating creature I get called fascinating so often and that's why I've kind of stopped mm -hmm. online dating because people are like wow you're so unique you're so interesting you're fascinating and I'm like I'm a person just like you I just so you know that's 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 kind of what I'm thinking about in the partnership realms I love kids but also like I don't want to be the pariah at the school where they're like, no, you can't go play at their house because she's a sex cultist, <laughs> like, which I'm yeah, not, right? but like, you know. <laughs> no, right. I, it's got to be tough. That's a, I don't know yet. In, in and maybe it won't. Yeah. I don't know by the time I get there. I, these are just the stories that I guess in my head. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But you're not. You're not ruling any of it out. You're not ruling out kids. You're no, not ruling no. Out marriage, I'm, yeah. I'm open and hopeful. I'm 31 now, so I feel like I've got another decade to try. And I also assume that at the very worst, I can find a way to nurture young ones through education. You know, like 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 sex, like sex ed or something, something that's like culturally and socially appropriate. You know, in a way to to nurture. Because I'm a big nurturer. I love nurturing, taking care of people. I I, I think what you're doing right now. I think you're gonna have kids listening to this, and that you're doing it, and you don't. Even well, you probably, yeah, I think you're helping yeah. kids already. Sometimes they message me on Instagram and I'm like, I don't, I need to get a lawyer and figure out what I'm allowed to talk to you about. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't yeah. know legally, like what is okay and what's not okay. But, ah, Pete, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on the show. Thank you. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.